Hello and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. No, it's not David Evans this week, unfortunately. It's Richard Hobbs uh, to join you for Wolves Wembley Week. Guys, we're off to Wembley in just a couple of days. Yay! Are we? Yeah, we are, yeah. Didn't know. I was going to say. Joining me on today's magical adventure, which is what this podcast is hopefully going to be, is Stu. It's all gone very psychedelic already. I know, I don't know. It's a squash you've given me. <laughs> not, for, not fertility squash today. <laughs> Inside joke of a fan cast, <laughs> And Adam, of course. Hello, I'm currently bathed in a yellow... Oh, oh no. I don't believe it. No, keep it on, keep it on, it's fine. Is it right? Sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, squash, squash, just to squash. sort you through, I've managed to slap over uh, a glass of squash on the table. <laughs> but thankfully, Stu, in his infinite wisdom, has. Uh, it's the museum all over again. Yeah, we've, I've not started this show very well. I'm so sorry, Dave. <laughs> Fancast on the think, road, this is what where's the, where, where, where's the four pockets kitchen towel? Say, <laughs> soak it all up. Actually, this, 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 this cost did a good job as it, it is. No, it's, it's fine. It was all, it'll, just, it'll just hover. <laughs> It is hovering, to be fair. It won't, it won't sink in. It's fine. We're. Can yeah, I just protect the mic? I don't care about the table. Oh, no, the, mic, the mic's fine. Um, the mic's acting as a dam. This is all yeah. standing in, by the way. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're just rolling at this point. I mean, we don't have very much to talk about this week, guys. So, uh, yeah, the fact that I've managed to spill squash in a there house I've n- never been in before, so we're, <laughs> we're, we're going to roll over. But what I was going to say is... Actually, Stu has done a magnificent job of creating a setup for this week's show. So, along with having the table perfectly set up and waterproof, most importantly, we found out, he's actually got the Fancast logo on a screen, sort of, with a wonderful orange glow right on all of us. I feel it's like a, there's a UV setting to it. I'm definitely yeah. getting a tan off this. <laughs> we're, all, we're, all, we're all coming like... Uh, George Mendes at the end of today. Mahogany. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mahogany Mendes. <laughs> yeah. I must say, guys, we're doing an awful lot to sort of avoid talking about Burnley. Well, I, I've, I've spilled squash. I've talked about Stu's house. But I know, I know we want to talk about beating Man United again. I know we want to talk about um, the game against Watford. But for just a couple of minutes, should we talk about Burnley? Not really. <laughs> Not really. Okay, great. So, <laughs> last Steve, night... Steve, Steve can. Steve we, can. We, we can even avoid talking about Burnley and the fact that they're never going to be a tent in the, in the ground. Okay. Um, anyone who's been there, you know the little courtyard when you walk through the... You walk through the turnstiles, you've got a little courtyard before you go underneath the stand. Mm. Um, now you walk in and to the left, they've just knocked down a wall and put a, a, a tent in the car park. In a crude way or in a good way? It's If, if you've ever been to that, that big pub outside um, Villa Park, I can never remember the name of it. It's a massive it, place. The Wynn, oh. yeah. Wynn, yeah. That one. yeah. If you've ever been there, they've got the, the big beer tent at the back of there. And it, it's very similar to that, but it just meant that because you've got half a stand now, everyone can get served. It's still got half a toilet for 2,000 people, so. But I think that just summed up the game in itself. Do they still have uh, wooden seats in the end? In the lower part, in the upper part, it's now, it's now plastic seats with armrests. What? <laughs> Seriously? Oh How God. does that work? It's, I, I don't know how it works because it's, it looks like you've still got the same amount of space, but it's, it's hard to describe because they're not really, they're not proper like Emirates kind of things. or a rudimentary armrest or something. It's like a, it's like a plastic deck chair. Um, kind of armrest. Oh it's like a, like this. 
everything high chairs. Yeah, like high, high chairs. Like <laughs> high, just, chair. just all high chairs. Yeah, high chair, high chair plastic. When I last, when I last went, when Quasi was playing for us in one of his glorious four games for us, uh, it was all wooden seats. I just wondered whether they finally brought themselves into the 21st century. They've, they've tried to, but yeah, that's the, the top part. I mean, towards the bottom part, I don't know if they've just got Premier League plastic. Um, just just basic ones I don't know because I never went that far down but towards the top then they've got armrests which is always a bonus well okay. I've learned something today I was going to say good talk good talk about you, you know so, it's on the 7th of no I've barely done them yeah so I think beyond anything else in the game I think it was kind of like a very clear indication if we didn't know already that Wolves probably aren't a top 7 side without him there's yeah, yeah, it was. I think it was already. When we, no one getting on the couch before we got there. No one cared. Mm. No one's even remotely bothered about the game. It was just about seeing as much as much you could throw down your neck as possible. That was the objective of the day, and, and we went on the uh, <laughs> trifle shot, which is a genius invention. A trot. Yeah, talks through it. it. It seemed like it was two layers of sours. Yeah. With whipped cream and top. sprinkles on top, looking like a mini trifle. It sounds horrific. But it was excellent. As was the baby, what, the baby Guinness. I was going to say, what would be the custard in a trifle shot? Or is it... It was, it was just... Or, it just the, or was it just... Or we just thought the cream and sprinkles? Yeah, it, it was just the illusion of tri- okay. trifle. Okay. Whose idea was this and where did you have these? It was it was some pub on the, in the top of the Pennines that we'd been we'd been before. Um, a random pub? This is your pub stop, was it? It was, a, it was a pub stop. We was there for just over three hours, I think. And, uh, Three hours having these jellies. We didn't have all that. We, we didn't have. <laughs> she, she had made us vodka jelly though the night before, and set it. And my uncle is what nearly sixty-five. He had a vodka jelly for the first time. She bought the uh, cocktail sticks around. Couldn't do it. Was it Couldn't forget. It takes revelation to him. He, 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 I said, just put the stick in, free it up, and then just shoot, knock it back down. Broke the stick in half. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of slithering it with his tongue. It was a disgusting thing to see. Amateurish. <laughs> But no, I mean, <laughs> but Jimenez. Yeah. Anyway, Jimenez. We all saw the team and thought, well, there's no point, is there? Um, <laughs> but with a well, Cav, maybe, maybe it'll work. But we're just losing this, this ridiculous goal like that so early, and then mm. knowing how well they are traditionally defensively, it just gave them, it just gave them an excuse just to not do anything and just do what the Burnley do and just sit back. Yeah. And it, it, are you going to break them down? Over 18 minutes of them doing that? Probably, maybe, if you've got a full teammate, but with their minutes no, it's a waste of time. I think, sort of, one thing kind of I picked up from the game, I didn't go to it, but, you know, the only way to kind of get around a team like Burnley, who are, you know, resolute, organised, strong down spiders, strong down the spine of a team, is to kind of go out wide and, you know, Particularly for the first half with Traore, he seemed to be our you know our main outlet and was causing a few issues from what I saw. Yeah, Traore was man of the match. Yeah, I mean, if there's one way to beat him, it's get round the back, as mm. John Barnes had told us. But um, it's yeah, Traore was absolutely superb at right back again. Who knew? Yeah, like I mean, it seems to be like it, him playing at that wing back position against. Lesser teams, to be polite, yeah. Um, you know, seems seems to work for them chiefly because they usually are pegged a bit further back, and it gives him room to, you know, start his run up early. Yeah, I mean, there was times when there was one that on all the highlights have shown as well, where he's literally dribbled into the the opposition half in the centre mm. circle from right wing back, 
Yeah. Um, and he's just just gone, just gone with it. Mm. But but that's what he's good at. He's good at running with the ball and taking people on like that. But when he's doing that, there's always cover. So it can't in a weird kind of way it works. Yeah. I it, mean, it really shouldn't do. But it, it, against t- the teams, I mean, you couldn't. I mean, you, the way they played last night, you might have been able to do it against Man yeah. United. But it seemed. I mean, and Nuno said, "No, we've got an option at right back other than Doherty." So fair play. Yeah, I mean, it's in a couple of games he's played where he seems to have been more disciplined than I think a lot of us kind of would have first anticipated. He's grown. He's, it's like he's grown up. Yeah. Um, but he's done more at right back than Costa's done in his normal position all season. And when it when Costa came on, game was over, done. Mm. It was because you just knew it was just yeah, it was slight tweak formation again. But it's just a complete waste of time. Whenever he got the ball, I know he's going to cost a bashing it again, and you can see Adam's little vein. <laughs> little part of it breaks every time. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on my own in the fan club still. My, my, yeah. my membership might expire yeah. this season then. But he was just every time he got the ball, he just completely devoid of confidence. He just he got it, turned around, passed it off straight away. There was no you, his confidence is shot. We all know that, but it was just there was no point in coming on. Hmm. He, he, he doesn't seem Costa at the moment just doesn't seem to fit the style of the team at all like you know the, form, the new formation there isn't a place for him in it uh, but even when they shift the formation it still doesn't quite work for him you know we, we've said it before but he suits a 4-2-3-1 playing on the right of the three he doesn't seem to have quite adapted even last season to playing in a front three in that system. I don't know whether it's for, you know, the tactical demands that are on him or the players that are near him, but he just doesn't seem to, you know, it, it's not just, it's for just, you know, let's be honest, it's just not fully clicked for him under Nuno. But then you had the performance against Spurs and Arsenal, where he was absolutely brilliant, yeah. which you think, well, you've just, you've clearly got it and you've clearly just proved that you can do the job, mm. but you can't just you do can it. You can only do it in North London. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Play, 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 play on Sunday. Sunday then. I was going to say, get him starting, boys. I'm in loan front, man. Yeah. <laughs> any, I was going to say, any sort of standout performances, or was it all a bit kind of five and a half, six out of ten? Yeah, I mean, you're looking at Troy right because he was a standout player from in a pretty mm. average-ish performance. You, you can't think of it, even... The usual ones, Cody. No, it, it just looked nervy. Uh, maybe it was because it was half-assed from everyone. I don't know, but it was. It was what we expected to happen. Yeah, it, there, there was like a inevitability. I mean, even even Bolly for their second goal. Yeah. Bolly kicking it into the middle of the pitch. Yeah. From, it, from the so corner flag. That, yeah, that never happens. Yeah, I mean, I personally, I think. He's done well at right centre-half. And I know I got slammed a bit by, uh, I think it was Ben on the, la- on the last show I was on, where I said Sace played well against Man United and Chelsea because he was up against players who kept coming inside onto his left foot. But against Burnley, his body position was all at sea against uh, Dwight McNeil. I even covered this before the show. <laughs> oh, I went for McGill. Yeah, McNeil. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. McGee. McGee. Not the director. The, the young lad. Um, yeah, and like he he's clearly quite good, but he's clearly quite left-footed, and he kept just 
not getting his body shape at all in the right position to block it. And I think if that was Bennett there, I think he'd have been a much better barricade, so to speak. Yeah, he, to be fair... I don't he, think he played bad, like, from what I saw, just to think for that that slight difference, I guess. But it was a great strike as well, to be fair to mm. him. Um, and those the usual... Ruby bashes and well, no, we'll, he's, he's been, we'll come on to that. Yeah. Don't worry. He's been he's been flat-footed, and you ain't going to get there anyway. It's right in the corner. He, he couldn't have done anything about it, even if he was expecting. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good strike. No, can't take anything away from him. Just think, you know, there's probably a bit more could have done to try and put him off, maybe. But I think I, know, I think I listened to some of the radio commentary, and they sort of said, "Well, we'll." You know, after the goal, Wolves had a lot of possession, a um, lot of pressure, but haven't had any chances to show for it. And if that sort of just sums up being like going down to Burnley. Yeah. You know, like yeah, we're gonna have lots of the ball. Yeah, we're gonna have a good amount of pressure. We, we're quite a good team, but we're not. But the the only attempt on target was a header from Johnny. Yeah. So <laughs> that that sums up the entire day, really. So, at the end of the day, no one was really bothered about yeah, Burnley. No one was really bothered, I think. To sum up, yeah, no one was really to bothered. To sum up, we weren't really first. On to Tuesday night, or yesterday for those who are going to listen this evening, if I can get it up online in time. Well. I mean, <laughs> looking back at it, um, it almost started like the first 10, 15 minutes were just a continuation of the Burnley design, Burnley game, if you know what I mean. Like they. They didn't quite settle into the way I've seen them do other games with the same sort of bite and tenacity. Well, I, I, ne- I mean, I, I'd never saw the um, the the Burnley game, even not even of the highlights because I was at I was at a wedding in Brecon, so I was completely out of the picture. Where actually um, the John oh. Barnes rap was played, actually, that's what you, it's, oh. it's in my head again now. You said that <laughs> earlier, but um, yeah, for the Man United game, the first ten minutes was a bit of a car crash. Was really it was it was bad. I mean, yeah. there was a genuine chance we could have been two or three down in the first ten minutes. Yeah, the defending um, was shocking. Yeah, it, we were actually on the ropes, really well on the ropes, mm-hmm. first first ten fifteen, and um, you mentioned Rui earlier. Um, I mean, granted, the Lukaku chance was quite at him, but he's, he saved he saved us a couple of times there in that first half from it being yeah a high score early doors. I think the one the save he made against Lingard at one nil, and you know there was like it wasn't that people were celebrating what was actually a really good save. They were just bemoaning the kind of the sheer openness he had. And I think as soon as I know as soon as that happened, they all sort of switched into gear. And they all kind of realised that you know, we beat these two weeks ago. Yeah, and it, that that one it wasn't straight at him either. Mm. He, had to, he had to do. It was a really you had to do a great deal to get to that yeah. from where from the distance away from him it was, and yeah, he did. It, it seemed to. I think it, it with the crowd as well. The crowd, mm. every, even the United fans, probably expected another battery, and which they got. But they um, they weren't they were singing about no wheels or anything again. Mm. It was it just seemed a wee, really strange night again, and it was like a carry on in the crowd anyway from Saturday, but. It, that save seemed to galvanise everyone in the, in the stadium. Yeah. Not just the players. No, it seemed to really kind of pick things up and, you know, from there, they were switching to the Wolves of old and just sort of started preying on the sloppiness of Man United, which, to be honest, was probably there pretty much from the start of the game. Just, we were so sloppy as well, we didn't notice it. 
and you know one stray ball out from the back a bad turn not kind of doing the basics and Matinho pounces I have referred to him and be interested for your two views on this is he the best tackler <laughs> Wolves have had ever I mean he's probably the best player Wolves have ever had but I don't like despite him being five foot seven and football heaven like you don't seem having to lunge into tackles but oh no the way he can read the game and pinch the ball and win win it back and you know it's so he's not been watching Muscat then <laughs> no it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so can either of you two he does like he does he, he does like a bite in the challenge that's for yeah sure. but um, like you know he doesn't he's not someone who gives away fouls he's not like someone who's like biting your ankles as they try to get away off the halfway line he you know he goes and gets the ball it's when when we signed and when he signed for us and i was very excitable and <laughs> i rang my mom and i just said this is unreal Obviously, she had no idea who he was. She didn't watch international football or European football of any kind until next season. Um, and I said he's a bit—he's a cross between the passing of Neves and the tenacity of Ndai. Mm. And but he's better than both of them. He's better than I even thought he was. Yeah. Just watching him casually over the years, he's just—he's the best player we've ever in our lifetimes, absolutely. Yeah. But we're back maybe to... in the forty last forty fifty years. We're, yeah. we're back talking to like about him. We were at the start of the season when he's he's literally in automatic man of the match before a ball's yeah. kicked because yeah. you just know what you're going to get from him. Yeah. I mean, we just that those first. I mean, he had that period where he didn't play as well, and everyone started doubting mm. him, and then he's just come back just again to show everyone yeah. what an absolute pinnacle of the game that that he is. Mm. And yeah, what you, what you have to remember is as well. Is that he he schooled Pogba all game long and one cost mm. eighty nine million and one cost five. <laughs> yeah. Which is just ridiculous. I know that their age their ages are apart, but I mean there's no way anyone in that ground would have had Pogba in the team last night over like no. Latino. Not no. not a chance, not a chance. No. Although he did sort of prove he was human by his corner <laughs> in the first half where it was Henri Kamara esque. Do you remember his old corners and like he would he, do just, he, he just saw a lad on the first row open. Yeah, he called for the ball. So I'm yeah. saying I give it to him. I don't know what he was doing. I think I, I think he was trying to play it short to Jota and then run off and then run off and sort of just kicked it and then started. Oh, it's gone nowhere near. Oh, it's a shit. It's always, every now and then you see things that you've never seen before in your life. You think, why have I never seen that before? <laughs> yeah, and it was one of, one of those moments. It just didn't quite make sense. But everyone just everyone just burst out laughing. So yeah. it's gone out well. I think before that, the worst corner I've seen was Alan Smith one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we, yeah. we, we ended up getting an goal off. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, no, that, that was, was Henry Kamara. That was an Henry Kamara. Sorry, no, yeah. sorry Henry Kamara. Which but it was so bad. There. Like I don't think Alan Smith quite knew what to do. Just, uh, just take a swing and. Yeah. You, must, you must have hated him but, come on after that because yeah. I, I, I scored no goal because of that horrendous corner <laughs> <laughs> but that's actually featured in that, the first 100 goals eh? yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah I mean that, that yeah, from, the finish the, the, that finish was amazing I mean the run just perfectly timed as, mm. we, as we saw Jimenez knew exactly where, yeah. how, when to play and how to play it. the understanding between those two now yeah. absolutely but since we switched to Three five two yeah. five three two whatever, and those for our partnership up front, they've just they've, they've clicked straight away, and they're both bringing the best out of each other. So yeah. Jota started finishing and scoring, assisting more since he's been put up front with Jimenez. Jimenez has just carried on being his brilliant self mm. all 
you know, all fantasy. What, seven goals in fourteen games now for Jot or something. Yeah, something his like last that. fourteen. It's a and when he went thirteen yeah. with nothing to show for it at all yeah. at the start of the season, we was all again we was all doubting him then. Whereas yeah. now he's not, he's not yeah. allowed to step up. But then suddenly he got that goal against Chelsea, and that's it's it. Just come to life. Not look back. Yeah. And now he's probably undroppable. He's undroppable. Yeah. There's, there's, both of them. Both of them. Yeah. There's there's then two Matinho and, and as Judas seems to keep calling him Donkey Kong for some reason. <laughs> them four are now. That's a spine. That's yeah. Just, yeah. That, yeah you absolute, can't. absolute starters. Even Neves. You know, it, I think I, it's a testament now to Matinho being so excellent that Neves is almost sacrificed as yeah. a kind of DM mm-hmm. and is left, left there. I'll say, I think it was probably slightly understated. You know, I think then Donker got the main man of the match, as Adam mm. might know. Mm. Um, <laughs> Hopefully he enjoyed the champagne. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. Um, <laughs> Paul hasn't touched it, has he? No. no. <laughs> it's not game. Can you imagine you just went home and just like cracked over? See Nina on the way out. Yeah. Oh, I did so <laughs> um, But, like, you know, Nemesis work in front of that back four, I think sort of Tim Spears said in his sort of um, piece, sort of similar to you, like, you know, his job was to sit in front of the back four. It was almost by a similar job as what he was doing when he was at Porto. And he was very much a defensive midfielder, whereas we've kind of been used to him in the championship and parts of this season where, you know, when he's given space, he will just kind of go further and further forward. Whereas he played such a disciplined role last night and, and linked up play with the back five effectively as well. And, you know, just created those extra pockets of space for us. I think... You know, it's testament to how much his game has matured, I think, in the last sort of six months as well. I think Dendonk has been a massive catalyst for him and um, for Neves and Martinho, though. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what would happen with Saiz in there instead of Dendonk in there. So I don't think he'd be yeah. anywhere near. No. I think. I think he'd be right, but I mean, Dendonk has just got. He's just got that position nailed down. Yeah. Saiz could do a fairly similar role, but albeit not as. I don't think he'd be as as mobile as Dendonka can be because yeah. he's he's quite strong and quite quick, isn't he? I but think Sace is probably a better passer of the ball. Yeah, but I think Dendonka is more mobile in terms of being able to get up and down the pitch and being more of a presence, so to speak. Yeah, because Dendonka does like to push forward. Yeah, and I don't think Sace ever really does, and neither of them are that great at shooting. No, as <laughs> again, again, as shown last fair. night. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, at least we got to see him run again. Yeah, so it's a special, special treat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, they're all, I mean, they're all that midfield three, the front two, or set in stone, completely mm. undroppable. They all seem it just seems to work. The chemistry's there. They've all got their, to paraphrase Dwayne Johnson, they all know their roles, and then it just seems to work. Like Dave will appreciate that ref, no, wrestling sure reference. Well. I'm, I'm um, just going off the smile. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But they, they just seem, it just it just seems to fit. It just it just fits, and you're up against like someone Man United, and we again for the second time in like three weeks, we just we can show that we're not just on the par with them. No. We can be better than them, better than what players. I mean, that's a fairly uninspiring Man United team to be honest. But that's that's their problem. You, but we just show we could be more than capable. Even if we yeah. play them again this coming Sunday, I think I'll back us I, to beat them again. Yeah, I think sort of coming out, you know, going in at half time. Um, I watched it with you know a couple of my new fans, and they said, "Well, we could have been three 0 up after ten minutes." I said, "Yeah, but we could have really easily been three one up after forty-five mm. And I think coming out second half, I think it was really clear there was only one team who wanted to win that game and wanted to 
you know, stand the authority on it. I think it was. Know. It reminded me in a weird way like last night when we when we absolutely battered Sheffield United last season. Yeah, town, and it, it was never yeah. never in doubt. The second I, second half, it was so in control. Yeah, and mm. even when the um when the old like what's that? I, sort of got, I caught eye of the kitchen while I was like, oh, how long's that been there? It's like, oh yeah, it's from 20 um, minutes ago. I thought one of the creatures was in it. Um, <laughs> what was that? I lost my train of thought now. Um, how controlling we were. Yeah, no, there was, when the LA started yeah. again, and you think, you've been, you're LA and saying, can we play every week against Man United of all teams? Yeah. Completely taking the piss out of them. And the one misplaced pass to end it all and he throws his arms in the air, saying sorry yeah. to everyone. Yeah. I mean, the players are enjoying it as much as we are. Yeah. It's, un- it's unbelievable I stuff. I think um, one of the things that uh, me and Adam picked up, sort of think about, well, it was after when uh, Ashley Young got his first deserved booking. <laughs> so we'll go on to the red card in a minute. Um, but, you know, there was a point where three of their effective back five, Dallow, Shaw and Young, were all on bookings. And we thought, you know, surely that's Troy Ore's time, isn't it? Like if you got if you got two fairly inconsistent wing backs, would you not think about bringing on someone like Troy just to run havoc? I mean, I think it's massive credit to that to us to the fact that they played effectively two right wing backs. Yeah, you know that that next to each other. Yeah, against Vina- against Vinagra. Yeah, who I, yeah who I thought again was immense. He was quite yeah, he really was quality, you know, especially going forward. Yeah, and. Ashley Young sending off. Do we think <laughs> it was deserved? Looking back on the replays, you know the the, um, the thing that we said about the um, the red card in VAR two mm. weeks ago, and there was that incident in France where the ref sent him off for two yellows, called him back, and then sent him off for a straight red. Yeah. That should have happened there. Yeah. If it, if it was a VAR game like it will be next season, he would have got straight red and be banned for well at least four months. It, it was awful. It could have it could have seriously it could injured, have, injured, it, ended his career. Yeah, it, I mean it could have knocked him out of the cup final. And I think because of my view I was sort of in the Billy Wright, it was the other side and I thought initially I thought, oh has he got the ball it's just like a heavy challenge. And I saw the Man United players run over as they I so often do. But actually Young sort of just immediately just took off his armband and walked off and I thought that's someone who you know, you know, not, he knows. Yeah, you're not going he to change knows. the ref's mind, which is a bit of a pet hate of mine. I'm not going to lie, but yeah, it's not. It's not going to go. Okay, yeah, just because you protested, we'll give it back. We'll change our minds. Um, and yeah, so I think. Well, well, I definitely thought. I definitely thought it'd be try a right time after that when they were yeah, down to ten. Just open up the game. But then, to be fair, I mean, the three subs were what Cav. Sace and Johnny. So I thought the two of the most attacking players, Costa and Traoré. Mm. No, yeah, he seems to sort of. Well, at least he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I was almost surprised to see Johnny come on in, in that regard because I thought, you know, keep him rested for Sunday. If you're going to rest him, keep him rested. Get off someone like Jota who, you know, works himself into a ground, is clearly getting fouled a lot and getting kicks and, you know, get him off. It's going to be hard to get him and Jimenez off because we. Didn't really have a natural. We don't have a natural extra guy to go in there, really. But yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised not to see Troy come on, especially after him putting in a decent performance. I guess he didn't want to sort of drop Doherty. No. Um, but I think you were right in what you were saying earlier about sort of the, you know, the control we had and the LAs. And there was a point where it was even one-one. I thought, 
We're just openly taking the piss here. We need to actually <laughs> score. We need to score it. We're, we're acting like we are three and a little bit Samba time. Well, there was that one chance they had where Rui did another mm. great save again. We just stopped. Kind of, we, we again from yeah. our view, we couldn't quite see. But yeah, um, it, was, it was going the wrong way as well. Yeah, yeah. She never got to that. And mm-hmm. that was another fantastic save. And then, yeah, it was just it was just coming. The goal was just coming. Like so yeah. especially when they went down to ten, just a matter of time. It, was, it went from the first ten minutes of we need to get out of here alive to then yeah. we're going to be all pissed off if we don't go on and win this game <laughs> now because we should. We should. I mean, yeah. the goal was not going to win any. It's not going to be on any yeah. show real. It was as ugly as Phil Jones's face made it look. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, ever, it's ever a face expression. That's a goal. Yeah, it's that one. Yeah, like I think you know, it wasn't pretty. Yeah, what, the goal and we, Phil Jones's we, face. We, we've seen better goals down at Molyneux this season, um, but I think it was more than more than deserved. And you know, you could take it for us what it was. You know, for balling from Matino again. For you know, the work from Jimenez to. Out muscle Phil Jones and then for Dendonka to well kind of bundle it in. You know, that's basically what they do in the warmest every game. It is in you know, they'll sort of pass out wide and run inside and try and do all of that. And yeah, I think it was more than deserved. I think, you know, if anything we we're lucky not to have got at least another one. Well Cav. Yeah. You know, Cav jogged bar. Yeah. <laughs> he done everything. He couldn't have probably done more. But I don't know why he didn't just try and roll it in the bottom corner. I'd have loved to have seen him try and do the classic Cav roll past De Gea. Yeah. That, like was, his, that would have been special. Like his special move against the best goal in well, his R2 best special in move. Yeah. Trick move or whatever you call it. I think it was the fact that he, he did take it on like he did. Mm-hmm. It's got it rather than a tame, a tame little, well, I was, I was going to say pre Christmas Jota kind of shot. Yeah. Um, Oh, like, he, he did have a it, proper go. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't struck with conviction. Yeah, but yeah. it was. I think we. I don't know if we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago as well that we were saying what will it be like with Cav and Jimenez in this formation because mm. we hadn't seen it before. And yeah, they got the telepathy can, of uh, with Jota as, but mm. it's got promise though. So it's I not. I could a, see. I could see it working more with Cav at front in that formation than with Costa, but that's probably because I've not seen. Costa do much in a while. Well, Oscar good. Burr, it'll be better up front than Costa. Problem is though, is that like they'll they'll never get enough time to play to, no. together, like Jimenez no. and, and Cavalero, because they, they just won't. No, not unless there's injury. And Costa's just or not suspension. a striker anyway. No, I mean some will argue he's not a footballer anymore, but I mean <laughs> he's just he's just not. I mean it, I mean let's be honest, I think he'll probably be sold so anyway. But I mean he's not he's not the story here anyway. Costa, no, exactly. But, um, I think it's. Uh, I think. It's good to bring on Cavalero to get to take place of Jota, but I mean you will lose a bit of that chemistry straight away just because they, they just don't play together that much yeah. unless they do it in training. But no, exactly. You're not going to fully develop the same relationship for Jota and Jimenez house because even when Jota was playing, he was still playing next to Jimenez. All that's happened is they're now playing like five, ten yards nearer together, which benefits both of them massively. We're still a great um, finisher though. I know he smacked that one against the bar, but he's still, he's one, of, still, he's still yeah. a great one, one of. Yeah, best finishes of the team. So, uh, you know what I would say for a finish is, you know, it's annoying he didn't sort of just try and roll it under. You can't say he didn't hit it with conviction on his way. You know, it wasn't like Sissoko's <laughs> le- like weaker footed shot where it just looked so unnatural. He he was. Yeah, but that was, that was all because of Van Dijk's the best player in the entire world. Yeah, it was all down to him putting him off. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but I mean, how amazing is it? Our, our third season back, and we took four points off United and knocked him out the cup. Yeah. 
And it really, just, looking, it's great, isn't it? It's looking been back amazing. on it, we should have beaten them at Old Trafford as well. We, we should have, yeah. Chances. Try to ride those chances. Yeah. Just because I'm on there. I was there for the other. Two. <laughs> I was there for the other. Two. So was I. So, but you go to a lot more games than me. So, really, <laughs> yeah. Prosecco Wolves is man of a match, gents. I think? thought he was seeing you all day long. I don't know. I, I was amazed when I. That was the thing as well because my phone died before kickoff. Oh no! How, how can I survive? It, it was like a, a, a weird nineties detox. Not in. Not in. Oh, balls in out of play. Check the group chat. No, I couldn't do it. Um, so when I got when I got back here, I had no idea what anyone had said man of match wise. Mm. And I said on the, on the car on the way home, I said, well, it's Matinho all day long. He was absolutely incredible. Mm. I wrote Matinho on my uh, little man of the match slip. Yeah. So I'm sticking with that. I'm, again, I mean, you might as well just take whatever we've all said about in previous weeks and just yeah, replay just, it again just now. Just I'm pretty sure. Just drop it in. Just find it. Find, you find the recording on there yeah, and just we'll, pop it we'll, in. We'll just, we can just paste this in it. It's exactly point, the same right? because I mean the guy just runs the games. That he, the game play. The game is played. How Matinho wants, wants the game yeah. to be played. He'll think right. So, we, I'll set the pace this game. And mm. he's arguably playing the best football of his entire career. I mean, I think it's in, in a position where he never used to run around like this. When you watch him, when you watch him in the Champions League, anyway, and I know it's Champions League discipline or whatever, but for Portugal as well, he he's always a very tidy, neat midfielder. No, he's just do what he wants. He just roams. That's the only way you can describe him. Is he kind of just, you know, go? He just. I didn't follow. I didn't follow, follow his Monaco career that closely, so I don't know whether he was in and out of the team as a squad player. But because you know he's been told you are the guy, one of the guys in midfield for mm. us, it's given him a new lease of life to say, oh, it's up to me now to dictate how these games are played." And boy, is he doing that? Yeah, I think. Um... Onwards and upwards. Um, we'll be back just after this. Before we go any further, guys, have any of you got any website needs at the moment? Always. Always. Still has. Always. He's got many websites. I was going to say less about that. He's got, he's got many website needs. But if any of you out there, like Stu, um, are looking for website um, or for your business or just for yourselves or need a new logo or just, you know, a bit of marketing, go and take a look at our long-term parts, uh, partners, Pixel Yeti Media. They're not just web designers. You know, they did our wonderful site as well. They, they also do brochures, signage, marketing, say logo design, also branding. Make sure you go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com. Now, we are now just, basically we are counting down the hours until we go to Wembley, aren't we? I cannot bloody wait. As Dave would say, I am truly up for the cup. Hashtag. Hashtag up for the cup. Hashtag content. (laughs) Are you two both up for the cup? Uh, I'm I'm not giving a miss, actually. I'm not not feeling it. Just watch on TV. (laughs) I'm, I'm more chilled than anything else. About the fact that we're just going to go there and smash Watford as well. <laughs> but uh, I know what, what, happened, what happened earlier in the season, but that was before Donk time, so it makes all the difference. Unless some something happens to him in the meantime, then oh, yeah, they've got a bit of pace and power, but we're better than them. The league table shows that we're better than them, just. But <laughs> I've got no fear whatsoever, and it's just it's weird going into a cup semi final thinking we're going to win this. I'm confident because I'm, I'm with this team. I'm always confident, and I'm, mm. I'm one of the one. You know, I'll always put us down for a, a win, or if I'm feeling very 
pessimistic a draw, a score draw. Yeah. But I think this it's a really interesting game above all else because it's seventh and eighth. Two teams are having an amazing season given the size of the, of the clubs. Yeah, they walked all over us in, in the season, but now we've changed formation. We've got, let's say, the Dongs in. They're facing, they're facing a different Wolves team now. I don't think their yeah. team's changed much, yeah. if at all, from when we yeah. played them. Um, we played against a good team, so we're better against the good teams. That's the way this air season has gone. Um, so... I think it'd be great. I just think overall, I think it'd be a really good game. I'm really, I'm looking forward to it. A because of the occasion, but B, it should just be a really good game between two good footballing teams. But of course, at the end of the day, we will smash them. Yeah. Of <laughs> I mean, well, I smash think, the arse off, and that's what's gonna happen. I think. Um, Is it still talking about what for the <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think. Um, yeah, you're right. Like we played Watford earlier this season. Was that the game? Was that like the tenth game? when we hadn't changed for Lila, was it the Watford game was where it all sort of fell apart a bit? Yeah, was that where the we, wheels came off? We were, we were unbeaten. We went through a period of like losing five Pretty out of six, didn't we? Yeah, yeah I'm sure they were the start November time. And you were completely right. Like, the likes of Takore and Kampue just were completely out-muscled, out-gunned. They're kind of quite, like four-man midfield, they've kind of got the sort of, goes from a diamond to a 4-4-2 at like the blink of an eye. We just couldn't cope with it. But, I think to Wolves' credit, they've kind of adapted since then and they know how to handle teams a bit better in those occasions. I think, you know, <coughs> playing at Wembley, I think that that pitch probably suits us quite nicely as well. You know, it will give players like Doty that bit more stretch of... Uh, Never's competing a few more passes yeah, you know, it's what we kind of need, want and need. Pitch is the same size as Molly. Is it the same size now? They're all oh, they're the not, same size. Oh, no... All Premier League games are the same size, apart from four. Because when the yeah, they're, they're is one of them security road? I don't think it is actually. I don't know. I can't remember. I know that there's certain ones. Um, Anfield because it's not long enough. That's mm. why they've never had a Europa League final there because they can't. Um, so Check him out with all the. I was going to say no, tri- trivia oh, boy over here. Because well, I'm going to have to. Well, I might have to change Dan's quiz. But, uh... <laughs> the um, the change. I'm pretty sure that it's going to be the same because all, all Premier League grounds have to be a certain size. To, I think it was last season they bought mm-hmm. that ruling, unless you can't have it as big as what it says. So if they're using the same dimensions as Spurs did, which why wouldn't why would they change yeah. that for? I'm presuming it would be the same. Be the same. Hmm. Interesting. Probably true. <laughs> I'm, I'm spending I'm spending a lot of time just figuring out my drinking plans. I was going to say, to be honest, we're about forty minutes into this recording about. 38 minutes. My main topic was, we'll, we'll talk about the Watford team and the Wolves team that's going to play. Is, let's talk for our plans for Sunday. Because, you know, it, it, it's an occasion, as you say. It's not just going to watch a football match. It's a, you know, it, it's a proper event that's happening for us. So, Ab, do you want to go first? Talk us through, what almost, what's your ideal Sunday this weekend? Well, to be fair, I think it's probably going to be the first away game since I, d- I really can't recall when but I'm actually going to wear a Wolves top Okay. see away game I don't do that as a rule for away days you wearing a home top away top retro uh, I'm tossing up between one of the black collar training tops or the mm. just a home top I might just go with just a home top to be honest 
But I don't, yeah, I don't normally do it to be fair, but I think it's a different occasion this one. Yeah. And so. um, I don't mind for that. But then, yeah, we'll just uh, hop on the train doing the Moore Street line and then we'll be yeah, probably in, in the Baker Street area. Okay. But I think it's though, with London, London away games, time kind of always gets away from you a bit because mm-hmm. you're travelling between tube stops and whatever. So, and I want to kind of be like, I want to get to Wembley in very good time because I want to soak up the atmosphere like on like an hour before the game or something. What I don't want is to be like rocking up at like quarter to four, four. or something and be stuck in a queue with 15 minutes to yeah, go getting and my way in yeah. and something going horrendously wrong and miss mm. all the build-up. So, because it's a different occasion, I want to kind of soak up the so I've got to build up a bit more first. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, plenty of time for drinking on the train. Plenty so, of time. Uh, a couple of hours beforehand and then get into Wembo. So, Stu, three questions from that. <laughs> he said, don't, don't worry, don't worry, it's fine. A, what are you plan on wearing? <laughs> well, it, it, I'm wearing the white weight top. It's the what, the uh, the trays of the tyre, which is the uh, the toss-up. Stu's wrapping himself up in tin foil and that makeup. Either way, the, the, yeah, um, I said it last night as well, but the uh, the return of the fingerless gloves well, I've worn it in every, or have in my pocket for every single round of the FA Cup. So they're going to have to come with me. If they're in my back pocket or not, and I'll actually wear it them. Still counts. Yeah. still counts. Why, why are you bringing fingerless gloves? Because I've worn them in every round of the Cup so far. Can't and was this, like, was, this a, was this a conscious decision you made the third round? I'm going to bring these fingerless gloves with no, me. No, it was, it was for the United game when it was relatively mild, and I thought, shall I bring them now? Because it's... I thought, well, if I don't bring them, I'll be kicking myself, so I'll put them in my back pocket. Oh, so, see, I don't do superstitions even, like this. Even though it's, seven, no. it's going to be like 17 degrees, fingerless gloves. Yeah. Um, but I, it's just a toss-up of normal jeans or white trousers, just to go all white. I mean, I mean you're basically doing like Liverpool of the 90s, you're going all white for Wembley. Yeah, exactly, Sorry. for the semi-final, but okay. that's undecided yet. Um, but yeah, I'll be d- down there for... I was going to say, what time are you planning on setting off? Hamilton Express leaves at 9, I think. So, should be down there around about 12-ish. Um, um, ballpark it. How many alcoholic beverages before kick-off that day? I'm going to try... Maybe six. I'm not going... I'm, okay. I'm not, for, 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 yeah, I'm not, I'm not going crazy. I actually want to remember the game for a change. Yeah, same. Mm. I mean, I think... I mean, Saturday when we end at 8... Eight and the shots and stuff, so it won't, it won't be mental on Saturday, but oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. but it's the same thing because we you we, had more shots as everyone knows. Steve yeah. has gin on his cornflakes, that's his <laughs> one a day, gone straight away. Pink gin last night, though. I was gonna say, pink gin, sorry, pink gin. When we came to choose for recording, he did sort of say, Yeah, this is the only thing I could have last night, it was pink gin and tonic. I was like, Okay, cans of pink gin, and cans of it, yeah. So I bought, I bought for a, a wedding earlier in the year. Well, in the last year, and we, I forgot to take them out of the fridge. But they, they never got drunk, and the only thing I got when I got in last night was the uh, the remnants. So I mean, I was going to. I mean, I was going to say you didn't have to drink. <laughs> to be fair, though, it's but, a, it is a dilemma when you go for a drink in your house and you realise nothing and left, looked, and in yeah. the garage, all that's left, and I've had this problem is on the table. There's like a, a bottle of toffee vodka or something. Yeah, and I think. Well, what do I, what do I do now? Am I really <laughs> well, going to drink like, this? Do you mean like the bat, you know, really crappy secret Santa one you get, where clearly it's just like you they've regifted it to you, <laughs> and it's just like going down a chain at that point because no one wants toffee vodka. Or yeah, or something you want in the raffle, like I had a co- co- cocktail in the can. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh. laughs> yeah, I was that in my garage. Yeah. Again, something I thought that it was when I went to go and get it and even try, I realised it was two years out of date. Yeah. So well, if it was in a can though. 
You, you still got that? You got that guy on YouTube who eats the uh, war rations. What? Have you seen it? It's no. You <laughs> can. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember his name. What, is he face from Chocolate Fags from 1944? No, he's like, he, he, just put war rations into YouTube and you'll find him. It, but he, he, he goes down the... Um, get up in a bit. Goes, <laughs> get on the screen. Get on the screen. <laughs> we, um, PlayStation. <laughs> war rations video. No, you have to go to YouTube first. It's silly, isn't it? Oh, he's, but, trying, to, um, he's trying to speak to his tell everyone. <laughs> no, but he... he I don't know if it was for a joke or something, but he actually got these war rations from from the forties, and he just eats them out of the can, and it's fine because it's been it was sealed to last. Canned goods, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. In nuclear war, the goods so. of the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, Watford. I was going to say, while you've got that, it's always got um, me and Beth once got a Tia Maria gift set. Never drank it in my life. I don't know quite why. Take it with you on your eight. Take it on the train to Watford or Harrogate. I'm, 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 I'm going on the official coach because oh. I like to support. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have fun. Like, I'm going by myself. So if anyone's on, I can't remember what, what coach I'm on. 40 something? Sounds about right. 40 of 80 something. 40, 40 of 80 something, which shows like my ticket ability. <laughs> my ability. Yeah. Come and say hello to me. I might be very awkward, as you'll find out very quickly afterwards. But. In terms of lineup for Sunday, guys, I was thinking sort of basically. I think the only real question, I guess, is whether you start Cecil Bennett. Or does Ruddy start? And Ruddy. Yeah, he has to. I assumed we would. Because I was thinking of this. If I was. Because I was going to ask a question anyway about Patricio, but it seems a bit silly to ask it after he played well yesterday. But if you're Rui Patricio, would you not be annoyed that you're not playing these types of games? Because you're such a big name keeper, international keeper, you've played in Euros and everything, mm. and now you've been told you, you've got to sip this one out because we're playing, we're playing with this one. I get it that he's played, Ruddy's played since round three or, or whatever, and the League Cups. But if it was me, and just purely for my opinion, if I'm just told you're playing league games only, I thought, well, hang on a minute, I'm a, I'm a, mm. and as Burgundy would say, I'm kind of a big deal, and I, I want to play in these games, but. Maybe it goes back to remember like the first game of the season when um, Rudy was left out and he went on BT Sport, didn't he? He had an interview yeah. and he said, We'll have to talk to Nuno and come to some sort of solution. And that was like a week later, he signed a new contract. So whether mm. they sat down and said, Right, you're going to be air, you're just going to play all the cups, no matter how far we get, we, will you sign a new deal if you play all the cups? And I don't know how mm. well that went down with, in Patricio's camp, but if it was me, I, I, I would want to play this game. Yeah, I think. I, I, I kind of think that. He, because he hasn't kicked up a fuss about it, he must have known before he signed here because it's just too strange. You never hear anything of it and he's always there and they're always all supporting each other and all blah, blah, blah. But you would have thought there'd be murmurs, especially with his form not being great as well. We're both of them at points this yeah. season. And you'd think, well, if he had a problem with it, we'd have heard about it by now. So he must have been told before he signed. But you think about it, like, yeah, you're going to... You're not going to play in the Cups. And he looks like, oh, sorry for this team, nearly promoted team, how far they're going to get in the Cup. True. First two rounds, maybe. Yeah. Against, you know, I mean, it's, it's important. Accrington or somewhere like that. I don't want to go to Accrington. We're probably not so, the only ones who do this as well. Like, and they're like, Gomez will be in goal for Watford and he's not, yeah. he's not number one, is he? It's Foster, yeah, isn't it? And like, Romero plays the Cups mm-hmm. for United. It's not the only ones. I just think it's a weird setup. You don't need, for me, you don't need to rest goalkeepers or, or yeah. rotate. I, I'll just play the first choice all the time. I can understand why he's played really so far, but 
I think you can fairly convincingly say this is probably our biggest game in 20 years. Maybe more than that. Maybe because more. We were massive underdogs against Arsenal. Yeah. So yeah. maybe maybe more than that. We've spent 18 million pounds on an international goalkeeper, and we're not playing him in the biggest game in a generation. We think we won't be playing him. You know, in the long run, really will that, play. That'll be, and, and you know, Ruddy's before. If, if you kind of go off it, you know, the cup as a whole. He had a bit of a blip against Shrewsbury, but he performed admirably against Man United, against Liverpool, and against Bristol City. You know, if I won't be, you know, petrified if Ruddy starts, I'd feel potentially a bit sorry for him if he doesn't. But I think that'd just be a bit of kind of cutthroat nature of I think football and life. I think if he doesn't play, then Nuno Nuno's lost him forever because mm. he's he, he can't. It's that oh, it's it's can't, you can back. play the lower yeah. the lesser rounds, and we get to the big one. I'm putting number one yeah. back in, so he he yeah. probably just asked. He probably want to leave if, if he didn't play. So it's likely he will play. The um, the fact that Nuno was a, a second himself. keeper himself kind of says it's yeah. it's Ruddy's until the final. Mm. Well, including, the, including final, the final, including the final, yeah. um, but. Amazingly, after they met the time of slagged him off last year, I've got. Yeah. You'd think the only worry is that he's had what two weeks, two three weeks now without a, a game again, and you think, well, he was bought in the, the same, game yeah. before yeah. to get fitness up, and I, I did think oh, he's, he'll play against Burnley. I was surprised he um, against Burnley. And then Patricio comes and that's probably one of the best games he's had since he was since the early start, early games of the season last night. And yeah. you think, well, yeah, maybe, but it's loyalty in the way this the, the squad works. If you start pissing about and messing things up that have been pre pre agreed, then mm. the whole thing could fall apart. So you just mm-hmm. stick with what you're doing. So if it, if it go, if it goes wrong, then Salavi, but but a bewitch there. <laughs> You weren't a very bewitched kind of shirt today. The, what, lumberjack is. I thought it was Lumberjack rather than Bewitched. Is it, is well, it just because one of them wore this in the video or something? I'm sure they wore it almost identical. I know what show title's going to be this week now. Um, <laughs> so, most importantly, guys, what's our prediction for the game? Score prediction, that is. I'm, I will go. I, I can see us letting, him, letting one in. And I can see us being made to work for it. I think we'll win 2-1 after extra time. Ooh. Never want to be getting the late train back. Yeah. <laughs> or a late coach back in Steve's case. Are you Googling Bewitched? Yep. Stu, <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your score prediction before I look to move on to three Dan's one. wonderful quiz? 3-1. After extra time? Or we do no, this all no, in? no, easy. 3-1. Three, 3-1 three one. Three one win. Get back for WrestleMania soon. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's not go there, there. No. <laughs> I was going to say, we haven't got Dave this week, so... Or Andy, I'm, li- I'm just pulling this back. You know what, there's actually no rest. I was looking, there's no resting figures in here. They're upstairs. I would know... Or with you guys. I would know about four of them. Okay, I'm going to go for 1-0 Wolves. I think, I think we will edge it. But here we go. So, our wonderful fan-castian Dan has prepared yet another quiz. As he said in the group chat earlier, he said there are 10 points up to play for. I think because some of these have got two answers for each one, you'll you'll find out. So keep track at home if you're uh, if you're listening and you like taking part. Let us know uh, how well you do. But question one: Former Wolves and Watford manager Graham Taylor managed and won how many games for Wolves? 
And we ain't got blackboards, have we? No, we haven't. That's why I use no, So no, basically, no, that's fine. So yeah. No so we're looking for how many games did he manage at Wolves, and how many of those did he actually win? Oh, so this is a two-pointer question then. Yeah, but you'll get one point. Is this how many games in total? How many games in total, and how many games of those games did he win? I don't think that it's a bit harsh, but you, it's not like a nearest wins. This is the dead air time. This isn't dum, it. Dum. Uh, right, it was only there. He was only there. Eighteen. I'm gonna say. Stu, have you got an answer? Yeah. Okay. All right, Stu. All right. Have a look. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, yeah, I'm done. Okay, so we've both games done. managed games one. That's what that's what we're going okay. for. Okay, <laughs> so Adam has gone for seventy games managed, thirty-seven games won. Stu yeah. went for sixty-nine <laughs> games managed, thirty games won. What did you get again? 1737. One of you <laughs> has got a point. Oh. Graham Taylor managed 88 games for Wolves and won 37. Oh, get in there. That is a great pick, Mr. Price. So, and okay. That's just, that's just for one point. Oh. That's, uh, yeah, you get one point from that. I thought yeah. I should win the old thing and forget that. Bang on. <laughs> <laughs> A, a classic staple of the Dan quiz. What manufacturer of boots did Kevin Muscat wear in our last semi final, FA Cup semi final? <sighs> what manufacturer of boot? I'm going early with that one. Okay. I'm just going for that just one. Straight off the bat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So ans- answers are in. So we've got a Lotto and a Reebok. <laughs> From Adam and Stu, it was a Puma. Oh. I think he must have been a Puma King man. Yeah. Yeah. King or should have been, You should have been a predator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so another two pointer. Um, one point for each correct answer. On April 3rd, 1999, Wolves ran out 2 0 winners over Portsmouth at Molyneux. Name our two goal scorers that day. <laughs> <laughs> so that was April 3rd, 1999, which is today's day of recording. We beat uh, Portsmouth 2 0 at Molyneux. Who scored the goals? Oh, God. Um... There's no point even trying to prepare for a Dan quiz, is there? Because no. it's just. Yeah, it's you get through the. I'm just going to go things. for the history books. I am scrolling down. Trying to find like one connecting to Watford. Um... And I am still scrolling. <laughs> I'm going to say... 1999. The 98, 99 season. I don't think this is right. Certainly 98, one of those. 99. Yeah. 99. Two goal scorers. Against Portsmouth. I'm just repeating okay. the question differently. I've got mine. Okay. Price is locked this in. This is locked in in... Yeah. Uh, what, what game should I lock them in? I think this is way off, but... I think this is way off. Okay, I've gone so, for Mixu and Robbie Keane. Okay. I've gone for Addy and uh, Nielsen. Yeah, zero points. <laughs> <laughs> it was Kevin Muscat and Harold Flow. So Kevin Muscat oh. is featured twice in the same quiz. Yeah. 
Havard Flow comes up about one every four quizzes with Dan, I've noticed. Well, I remember, it, that, remember that for three quizzes. It's like, it's like if, it's, if it's one about 98, 99, Havard is usually quite high up there. I think, I think it was because Dan was thinking, I'm, I'm up one day grow to this height. <laughs> Next question. Okay. Andy Much is the highest. God almighty. Right. You know when you start reading some, you know, I should have read this beforehand. <laughs> Andy Mutch is the highest league scoring Andy for Wolves <laughs> in, our, in our history with 96. Who does he know? <laughs> but who is second? So who's the second highest scoring Andy for Wolves? Is it, is Bearing it... in mind, he's then giving me the top uh, he's then giving me the next one, two, three, four. Oh, I've got that many I numbers. don't think. Is this an Andy or an Andrew? It's for clarification here. He's wrote down Andy for all of them. Okay. Potentially different spellings. But <laughs> no, you only need to name the, se- um, the uh, second highest goal score. The, uh, the other one's just like choosy footnotes. The only other, the only other spellings in is called Attrick, do you? It's last game. It's not Attrick, is it? Yeah, you got Hattrick in, in Bristol, Bristol City. He's playing now. Yeah, I'm sure he's called Hattrick at the weekend. His other I saw it. I thought you meant. I thought you meant in the. Uh, oh, no, no. This I was like trying to do the maths. I was like, oh. so who do you reckon the second highest scoring Andy is? <laughs> Bearing in mind, we've had some prolific Andys at Molyneux. So You've got blank. <laughs> you can't think of anyone. No, I've, got, I've got one. I've got one. But I'm, I've just I've put one down. But I'm just yeah. I'm ignoring now. Got you. Got yours. No, no. I'm, okay. I'm trying. Because the, the obvious one would be the, the blonde head wonder, but he didn't score anything. Mr. Keogh. Um He may or may not be on this list. Have to put, 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 put the clock on your name. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to say Keogh. I've got no idea. Yeah, okay. but I went for Keogh because I just thought he did score a few, didn't he? Guys, Andy Thompson? Penalties. Course. Then? Oh, yeah. 10 so, years. Okay, so Andy Thompson scored 43 goals. Five more than the next person, Andy Gray. Oh, for God's God. sake. The sex pest. <laughs> Allegedly. I'm not. Well. <laughs> would it be alive? Oh, I'm not interested. Uh, then it was Andy Key on 19, and then Andy Vyman on 2. So. <laughs> I, knew that, that, I knew that was too easy. That would just put Keogh down. We just got screwed up for that one. Next. Right. So. Last weekend, a team of Spurs legends played Inter Milan legends at their new stadium. Name the four players with Wolves connections who played um, for either side in that game. Do you get a point for each one? I think so, looking at the just trying to top the numbers. I haven't actually been keeping track. I think you've got one. and I've got think, uh, Yeah, I think Adam's got one I'm, point out. Of, I'm one nil and I'm defending it. Yeah, you've, got, you've, you've scrapped out a one nil in I'm, the first, in the first ten minutes. You've done a Burnley and there's a good chance you could like, extend your lead here. Oh, but what, so a, what, is, a, what a point that was. This though. is for four points, I guess, then. So the four players who I, have... I, I don't, even, I, I don't yeah. even see this at all. The four players with Wolves playing connections who played in that game for Spurs Legends versus Inter Milan Legends. So it wasn't So think... I've got two. You should be able to get two. That's all I'm going to... I think two are, two are probably pretty solid hits. Think think, yeah, I don't want to give too much away. I think there's a I think tenuous that... one and an obscure one, as you always get with Dan. 
play, let us know how you're doing along at home as well. <laughs> at WWFC Fancast. Are you doing better? You have to put a clock on us for this one because I think we'll be afraid. I've got got three. Okay. Maybe four if he's. It's a technicality. Okay. Do you want to go first then if he's got a technicality? I think. Not that it matters. We're we're locked. We are locked in. Yeah, because I'm about to think about it. I've got uh, obviously Robbie and Gaza. Okay, yeah. That's only two I've got. Okay. (laughs) Who have you gone for, Stu? I forgot. I don't even know Robbie Keane was there. I had Gaza as well. Hoddle, Anderton, and Sinton. I don't think any of those played today. I don't know. That's all we know. Who did you go for, sorry? Gaza? Hoddle. Anderson. Anderson. So Stu is now on two points. And I think you're now on three. No. So the correct answers were... Actually, A on three. Yeah. I just realised what it was now. (laughs) So it was Robbie Keane. Yeah. Who obviously played for Wolves. Alan Nielsen. Signed on loan by Colin Lee in 2000. I didn't mention him earlier. (laughs) Darren Anderson and Paul Gascoigne. So I've got two. you got two and what Stu got, got two. One. you got one. Yeah, Hoddle and Gascoigne. Hoddle wasn't there. Did you say, um, didn't you say Anderson? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so you got Anderson and Gascoigne. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, see, it was thrown because I mentioned Nielsen earlier and then got the yeah. goal scorers. So Price is still in the lead. Oh, hold On the last round, actually this is a tiebreaker anyway, so I think you technically have won. Yes. But do we want to do a tiebreaker anyway? Why not? Just just for shits and, shits and kicks. Yeah. So tiebreaker nearest wins. What was the attendance of our semi-final cup uh, of our FA Cup semi-final against Arsenal? Hmm. I'm gonna go straight in with that. Okay, so we've got a 42,483 versus 42,304. <laughs> you do the maths, I, Rich. <laughs> I can do the maths pretty easily, but Stu actually won the tiebreaker because it was 39,372. So good quiz as always from the wonderful, <laughs> wonderful uh, Dan. Right. Yeah. Segregation issues. Now the old Trinity. Rad Summer is still in there, wasn't he? Mm, yeah. 98. And the segregation, I suppose. Do we fancy a bit of Twitter corner, guys? Oh, why not? Let's go for it. So, let's see. What are we at first? Uh, from Lee Hasdall, who's a regular contributor to the fancast. When you make a sandwich, do you butter both slices of bread or just one? Because I know people who butter one slice. I mean, that's demented, really. <laughs> I mean, or, or is it, which, it's just a which, question if, you, if you're folding it over and you're only having... Hot. No, I think no. It's two slices. Two slices involved here. Yeah, well, that's just idiotic. I mean, because you do both. If I said which side you butter, unless you're having butter, but which one? No, because you still. If you've been one of the weirdos who has like butter and, and peanut, mayonnaise on, yeah, then the, maybe if yeah, but no. If you're whoever that person's friends are, they're weird. Yeah, Stand weird sandwich. I think you do need to reassess like those connections, don't you? Yeah. Um, James Spencer. Um, so this is in relation to this is in relation to Wembley. Will you be called a plastic for sitting or a knob for standing at Wembley? <laughs> Super fans versus casuals, Twitter versus Dingle we Facebook, WrestleMania won't be able to compete. So basically at Wembley at Wembley, are you looking to stand or sit down? Well, obviously stand. Yeah, that's what because uh, we're in where is it where are we all sitting anyway, by the way? I'm in five oh five. One, I'm in the same place. I'm pretty much in the same place where I was in Spurs. One one seven, five one six. 
So okay. it's but the opposite size to each other. Yeah, so yeah. I, I went I went route three just because I want to stand up and I don't want to be told, and because people are definitely going to stand anyway, all over the place. So if I'm in the third row back, then it's not my fault if the uh, if the fuzz come round. Fair enough. Um, so Rob Cart uh, Rob Cartwright, uh, whatever happened to uh, FA Cup final songs? If Wolves win on Sunday. What song should they record with which band? There's only one. <laughs> Re-release it. Buzzing. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know what the title of that song is. I would is rather it... um, him and do a song with, like, the Doritos Mexican band or something. Yeah. <laughs> with what, like a, re- like a stereotypical, like, mariachi band? Yeah, but I'll probably get told off stereotyping, yeah. Yeah, to be fair. I'd, I'd, just, I'd rather do, like... Not with a band, just do it all on them, by themselves. You know, like, hey, like, all you know football teams you seem to sing their own song, huddled around the mic in the studio. Looking look like Band-Aid. Yeah, and one of them, one of them will come out and surprise them and do a rap. Which one of our squad would most likely do a rap? Cav. No trial, right? Yeah, because we can't. Cavs can sort of gangs, so doesn't he? If he's in Swansea, he's still bar. Yeah, he can. Or do we bring Courtney Hall back <laughs> from uh, back? From what was the Cup final song featuring Courtney Hall? Yeah, Hors? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could lay down like the mix for it. That's what I'm saying. Well, we have we have got indie rock legend uh, Mr. Bennett at the back though. Yeah, you can lay down some tunes. You can lay down a little bit of guitar, can't yeah. you? All right, uh, last three questions. Um, so. I got amazingly, and I kind of love our listeners for this. Two of them are wrestling related, so uh, which I'll be useless at this then? Which which I reckon we can do this one, uh, Price. So which Wolves player, current or former, uh, would make the best WWE wrestler? Ideally, a nomination for heel or face, please. I kind of get what that is. <laughs> well, he's already doing it, he? Grant Holt. So yeah, yeah. The, the default answer. But would he then he he would be like the the face I guess against the Muscat heel yeah or, Muscat Muscat no the John the Johnson heel like he's like the little shit who goes around ruining matches or something <laughs> yeah. like imagine Johnson. Paul Lynch being a bit of or heel. O'Hara yeah. O'Hara oh, Johnson oh, the nasty boys O'Hara, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> he'd be begging he'd be begging for the work as well so. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, Brett um, at Neverton Wolves on Twitter who would win in a battle between a ninja and a pirate. That one isn't the wrestling-related one, in case you were wondering. My money is definitely on the ninja. Yeah. Because the pirate's got a wooden leg, hasn't he? He's not even mobile. Yeah, unless the, pirate, unless, unless the pirate has a go as well. Depends what it, if it's a software pirate or not. There if you go. <laughs> I think whether it's a Somalian pirate. <laughs> exactly. If it's a Somalian pirate, they've got guns, so they'll win all time. We've got guns and fast boats. <laughs> guns and fast boats. <laughs> the Adam Price story. <laughs> and they just can't swim, so they, so they get in the water. Done for. I, yeah. I was just thinking back to an, there's an old um, PS3 game that I, with um, I think it's Dead Storm Pirates that you use the PlayStation Move controller as a light gun. It's excellent. Well, even but, even the uh, that first Assassin's Creed game, you jumped in the water, he's yeah. dead instantly. Me just can't swim. Yeah, you just can't swim. There we go. Again, we have learnt so much today, guys. I told you, what did I say at the start of this podcast, Paul Spilt Squash? We've gone on a magical journey together. 
And god damn it, we have. <laughs> so we'll end on this last one, um, which was, did you see John Oliver's piece on uh, WWE and what did you think? No, actually no. not. <laughs> well, I actually did today. Okay. To be honest. But, I mean, it doesn't mean as much to me because I don't watch wrestling much these days. But it was mostly about age-old independent contract slash employee issue he's wrote. But I do very much like John Oliver. And if you've got the chance, watch this one. I think it's Public Humiliation, which I think would probably strike quite a big chord on social media stuff at the moment. But you know what? It was actually quite interesting because basically what, what they were saying was that uh, all the wrestlers in WWE are... In, written in the contract, the class is independent contractors, but they can only perform for WWE. So it's, being, so it's basically it's like being self-employed, Employed. but you're linked to a company. And you don't have... You're tied to a company. You potentially don't have like necessary like, benefits. Oh. Again, we learn and stuff. <laughs> but I do guys. appreciate a nice John Oliver rant, because they are quite funny. I, I love listening to John Oliver's... Uh, John you can't Oliver's get them. Like, if you're on YouTube, but you can't... You can't get... You, you, you have to subscribe or, like, to HBO or something. Yeah. The ones that pirate it... You have to, they have to zoom in the video a lot or yeah. have something else going on in the background to allow yeah. YouTube to show it. Which but, we wouldn't, of course, condone. Just go on Daily Motion instead. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I mean, there's a website. I can think of it in my head, that one. So, on that note, that is the end of this week's podcast. I hope you all enjoy uh, your trip down to Wembley if you're going. If you're not, why not? You, hope, why not? <laughs> Clear, clearly not a good enough fan. <laughs> but enjoy the, uh, enjoy the weekend. It's going to be a great occasion for... All Wolves fans, uh, big thanks again to our sponsors, Pixel Yeti Media, and also to W88 for kindly hosting us um, at the game last night. Great guys, uh, if you get a, get a chance, follow them on Facebook as well. They're doing some really interesting stuff. So, on that note, it is goodbye from Adam. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Stu. No, we're not going to mention it. Oh, oh yeah, also... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just leave but it as a surprise. Just, we'll leave it as a surprise. But potentially... You already know anyway. <laughs> you're, if you're listening to this, there's a good chance you know that basically while we were recording this, um, the club might have alluded to him there signing permanently. Didn't we really have a chance to sort of just drop it in the running order? But we'll talk about it next week post-Wembley if he does sign. And I think we'll all be very happy when he does. And what if he signs in the middle of the pitch? That would be a great entrance. <laughs> no, it would be... At the end. It would be when um, they do the announcement because the, the announcement at Molyneux will be the one doing the announcement at Wembley, I believe. They have to basically bring their own announcer. Which one? The woman? I don't quite know. But <laughs> how they need to introduce is Wall's permanent number nine. Oh. And that's how we'll know. Or if he comes in and signs with a goal... If he's walk on with with a golden pen on the yes. screen, and he just signs, and he, well, he does that thing on Insta when he signs the, the camera, yeah, and, it, be... and it, the camera turns around and it's a contract. <laughs> oh, see, contract. Mikey listens to this. Tell him get on it. Get on it. So it's actually goodbye from Stu, yeah. and it's goodbye from me. See you all next week, guys.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.